It is a dark and stormy night, and a man drinketh and podcast. Welcome back to another episode of I Drink and I Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. PNS. This is episode 16. But first, we have to discuss what is in my hand. Well, it is a wonderful old-fashioned. That actually already has a hint of the orange flavor in it. Uh, because that's how it was made. Uh, and it's pretty damn good. I'm telling you right now, good buddy. But that's not what this show's all about. This show's about me drinking and, and turn around and podcasting it. So what am I podcasting about today? Well, let's dive right into it. College athletics. Something that we all hear about and know about. But we're going to comment on something in particular right now to start this episode off. College NIL. The name, image, and likeness. So, the NIL deals. If you don't know, that basically came out of the blatant uh, uses of football players specifically and names images and likeness into the NCAA football game now hmm, I have to get a little extra sip of the old fashioned because this is a story that goes through the test of time this has been going on for decades but with this ruling that was done as uh, one of them was the Allstead case there's thunderstorms but, what a great timing, but this case basically came out and a bunch of other little cases came out uh, that we had to find a way to pay these players for their name, image, and likeness. We can't just go run amok like NCAA did and essentially you know, gave away the farm for a lot of beans that are actually worth spending here. Now... The whole thing is, hey, the NCAA makes a ton of money. And yeah, the NCAA does make a ton of money. But what people tend to forget is the NCAA gives a lot of that money back. Uh, that comes into forms of units and costs and a lot of other things that the institutions themselves do receive. You know, NCAA championships are not hosted for free. They're usually hosted by a university helping sponsor this or a venue or somewhere out there there's usually someone tied to it that gets some money back to help pay for them helping put on that same show that you just watched you know NCAA basketball tournament and all the NCAA tournaments as a whole are recipients of this uh there are usually funds you know you do well in the NCAA you know you get money back you do you do you do great things great things come back to you so that's why there's a lot of incentive to host these things and do well. But scratch all that part. And the NCAA is nothing more than a made up of its membership. The members are the university. So you blame the NCAA. <laughs> NCAA might as well go ahead and blame your own university. Uh, because more than likely they are a member of it. There's over 380, 390, whatever members in the Division One level. And there are 130 inside of Division One that are at the FBS level. 
Now with that FBS level comes the football bowl subdivision. Now those are usually the ones that, you know, you probably heard a lot of these names. Those are your, the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10, Pac-12, Mountain West, American, Conference USA, all those type of things. Those are the FBS schools. Now they're, they're the ones that have the ability to go on and play for the college football playoff. They're the ones that can play in the bowl games, you know, the big bowl games and some unaffiliated ones that probably are worth just throwing away. Let's be honest. There's some really bad bowl games out there. But there's some really great ones that have historic rivalries and great history behind them. The Rose Bowl is one of those, the Cotton Bowl, uh, the Sun Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. Those are your, your oldies and goodies. Uh, then there's a whole bunch of other ones that came out of, you know, wherever the hell they came out of and someone wanted to make money. But that's, and they're usually an independent organization that has a tie to conference to conference. And they were all this great recipient of these NIL deals that basically got them for free. And now they're coming back around and going, hey, you can't do that. Let's fix this. So let's fix it, right? Well, NCAA and typical NCAA fashion has to coordinate with 358 other schools just at the Division I level. That's a lot of schools. Try to get them all to concise onto one thing, not going to happen. Concise? Yeah, that's right. Uh, whatever. Trying to do vote yes. But uh, the real truth of the matter is you're not going to get a whole bunch of people to move because it moves the needle in the wrong direction. Uh, now you have schools that have to follow it So because of their state laws. The state laws move the needle faster than anyone, and then all of a sudden it snowballed way out of control. Now, what people always seem to forget about is once government steps in, or some people actually say, well, once government steps in, they can screw it up. Well, they kind of screwed it up. Uh, name, image, and likeness is basically, you know, a player's right to profit off of their own name, image, or likeness. That's usually like an animated version of themselves, like in a video game. Well, here's what really is going on, people. Nick Saban <laughs> came out very recently and called out Jimbo Fisher. Uh, he also called out uh, Deion Sanders. <laughs> like, why call out him? Well, uh, basically, this is a multi-fronted thing that's going on. Basically, Saban called out Jimbo at Texas A&M. And if you don't know, Nick Saban's over at Alabama. They're in the same conference of the SEC, or Satan's Evil Conference for me. Because for <laughs> there's some evilness going on here that we'll get to really quickly. Called him out, said, hey, Texas A&M basically bought their players with their NIL deals. Now, Jimbo basically came out and said, no, we're, I'm not bribing players. Uh, the state of Texas said we're, not, we're, we're buying by their laws. We're buying by the SEC bylaws and NCAA guidelines. We are not doing that. We are standing above board, blah, 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 blah. But here's the kicker about what Nick Saban said. Nick Saban called out Jimbo Fisher directly. 
That is truly incorrect. Now, this is a two-prong thing. What Nick Saban said, (laughs) A&M's incoming classes are all bought and paid for. That is almost, almost 100% true. There are deals in place once they sign. Technically, it's not supposed to be part of it, but it has become part of it that once they sign, there's an NIL deal for them. Now, here's the other part of it. Nick Saban called out Jimbo Fisher directly like he's the one doing it. Nick, Jim, I can probably guarantee you Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher is probably not doing it at all. Is he pointing the kids in the right direction? Probably not. Is he probably talking to some donor that says, hey, what do you need? Well, I got this recruit. And then he walks out the door. Donor takes care of it from here. Now, the NCAA did come out and basically said, hey, if you're doing this, you're basically a booster and you need to be treated as one. Because what these NIL collectives have basically done is, hey, if you want to, you come to me, I'll give you $10,000. You know, you're, I see you're over at A&M. You know, you have value to me being an A&M student. Come rep my product. Well, your product is basically like oil money or something like that. More than likely, your business truly doesn't need that name, image, and likeness. So you're basically buying that player. So that is 100% really what it truly is going on behind the scenes a lot of these places. Uh, A&M is not above board as much as they want to think they are, but I will say probably their coaches, for the most part, have probably gotten out of that whole backdoor game like they used to play back in the day because now the donors can basically just straight up do it. So is Jimbo Fisher directly cheating or helping buy players? Probably hell no. It's probably on a 95% certainty, even though I don't know Jimbo personally. I don't really know his staff. I don't, I've never met anyone on there. I have no connection to him in any shape or form. But I guarantee you, behind closed doors with his donors, things are going on. Nick Saban did call it out. He just called it out wrong. Now, here's the other side of it. You know, he did call out Deion Sanders. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, there was a weird, disproportionate thing. Like, there's no way that HBCU, historically black college or university, uh, or HBU, uh, can actually afford these things. You know, most of them don't have the resources or the donor yeah, the donor base to support those type of things. So to call out him was kind of BS, but he was basically shooting at the hip at that point. And the problem was he was shooting at the hip for a different reason. He was basically complaining to his own donor base. Think of it this way. I just pissed off Texas A&M. You shouldn't have said Texas A&M. You shouldn't have said Jimbo Fisher, but how to piss off your fan base, which Texas A&M has beaten Alabama. Say the team that has beaten you. And call them out. Probably going to have to do it publicly. It's probably a stupid thing to do. It really was because now he's coming out apologizing. But what he did was fire up his own fan base. His own fan base with their wallets. And basically said, hey, you want to keep these kids? You got to do the NIL deal too. Now is A&M offering, you know, 100% of their team, you know, NIL deals, probably hell no. Um, You know, half of those incoming students that are going to play football, probably half 
may get a chance to get an NIL deal. The other, you know, after that, you know, goes down drastically, just kind of like life, you know. You think you're great until you get here and go, well, you're not really worth this. This is really what you're worth here. Uh, Then they get mad and wind up in the transfer portal now. Why are they in the transfer portal? Because some other school has already contacted them. Now, the school itself did not contact them. Let's keep that clear. Another school did not contact these kids. Shuji, a third party. That third party is probably not a... It could be a friend of a friend. Uh, Could even be a teammate. A former teammate. Uh, Someone who played against him. He goes, man, you really should be playing with us. You know, I can help you out here. A lot of these guys have gotten out of that business like they used to be. You know, coach walked in the bag man uh, with a Nike <laughs> Nike shoe box or Adidas shoe box, you know, full of money. Now, obviously, you know, there's some basketball corruption that has gone on that still really hasn't been solved, even though straight up bribery and coercion and money laundering, uh, wire fraud. For schools like Arizona, Auburn, Louisville, Miami, Oklahoma State, South Carolina, Southern California, LSU, Xavier, Kansas, Texas, San Diego, Clemson. Like, there's so many schools out there that were not playing above board. Nothing has been done to them. Let's be honest. Really, not much has been done to them. Their programs really should have been shut down and not been allowed to survive. You know, get the death penalty. Poor SMU got the death penalty, but they're kind of blatant about it and kept record books about it everyone else did it under the water i mean story of eric dickerson having a uh, car but you know who who paid for that car it was actually a texas a&m guy well kept the car anyway because you know the jig would have been up if he uh returned the car but keep this in mind name image and likeness has turned into a wild wild west uh, it is turning into an opportunity for only football and men's basketball players to truly get the money. Now, there's some other outliers out there that have gotten money, like track and field. And uh, uh, Sam's Club did a, a, a odd one themselves to a bunch of players. There's a theme behind their thing, too. It's great. Uh, but keep in mind, this is not going to be fixed. It really needs to get fixed. Players should not be getting a name, image, and likeness deal just because they went to that school. But, oh my god, that's the end of the episode. I can talk more about this. But, hey, it's I Drink in the Podcast. Part 2 could come out. I don't know. But this is episode 16. Thank you. Tune in more next week. Later.